Strap in. You're listening to The Walt Blackman Show, the show that brings you hardcore conservative straight talk. Welcome to the No PC Zone. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to The Walt Blackman Show. It is Wednesday hump day on The Walt Blackman Show. Today, we're going to be talking about rising energy prices and empty shelves on the Walt Blackman Show. So go ahead and lock the door, grab mom by hand, and strap in to the no PC zone on the Walt Blackman Show. Good day, everybody. I hope you're having a great Wednesday. And today we're going to be talking about, we're going to do some fact checking on the Biden's excuse for rising energy prices. We're going to do that. And I think it's important that we do that because I think people should understand that this failed administration will continue to lie to us and tell us that everything is okay when we know better. And they will do this continually until we rise up and say something about it. So last Tuesday, President Biden delivered a speech on the economy and the rising oil prices in which he sought to avoid responsibility with. You know, he, he did that. He said, oh, basically, I'm not responsible for the rising prices and the supply chain issues. You know, and all the while, he's congratulating his administration for slapping a Band-Aid on the larger problems were declining American energy independence under his leadership. This guy doesn't know if he's coming or going. Kate Tubb, a senior policy analyst at the Heritage Institute for Economic Policy Studies, released an in-fact fact-check product today about Biden's false claims that other countries and private companies are to blame for the increased oil prices. Can you believe this guy? He is blaming other countries and private industry for the increased oil prices in our country. That's what this guy's doing. You know, he claims that Americans are experiencing a rising energy price because countries and companies have not ramped up the supplies quickly enough to meet the demand. And he also goes on to say a big part that the reason Americans are facing high gas prices is because the oil producing countries and large companies have not ramped up production of the supply quickly enough to meet the demand. That's what he said. That actually came out of his mouth. Well, let me tell you, the economy is not a light switch that government can just flip on and off. The pandemic and government responses to it set a shockwave through the energy markets. Now, as President Biden has figured out that Americans are upset with the high gasoline prices, I just showed mine the other day, $110 to to fill up my tank. He's looked to harmful shortcuts. 
like a release from the SPR. And he shifted the blame for his administration woeful restrictions on the domestic energy production into American oil companies. In a nutshell, he's blaming private industry, Americans, and other countries for his failed policies. But at the same time, the Biden administration is looking for a short-term fix for the energy prices. They're trying to do it this winter. It's a bit late there, guy. And uh, the president seems to have no qualms about endorsing policies that will lock and higher gas prices. Can you believe this guy? Can you believe what he's doing? I can. I can believe that. You know, gasoline prices today are higher than they've ever been since 2014. 90% of American transportation fuel is provided by oil. Any moron can see that. And there's only so much the president can do to override market forces. That means you can't blame this on private industry. And I will tell you that this president has done worse than nothing. Now, there's some things that he can do. And rather than relieve regulatory roadblocks to affordable energy, like lifting the Jones Act, we talked about that couple weeks ago and the ethanol mandate president biden has aggressively developed regulatory and regulations across the executive branch to make it more difficult to explore and produce oil also he's made it more difficult to construct and operate pipelines and to access financing and private and private funding in the private sector. This is what he's done. And he made an example out of the Keystone Pipeline. We talked about that some time ago. As far as it's shown me is that it has failed leadership. Now, this is something that we have to deal with with this guy. He continues to place the blame of his failed policies, his failed policies on the American people, other countries, but he doesn't take responsibility. But he has taken the use of his bully puppet from day one to vilify the oil industry rather than implement simple and effective policy solutions. He won't, he won't do that. And he continues to, to boast on this Build Back Better bill, which is a, a nightmare. A nightmare. And again, this would also increase oil prices by adding new fees and regulations on oil producers and cutting access to all off American coast. Why would you do that? Well, you know, he's not feeling the heat of gasoline prices because he rides around in that big secret service car. They call the beast. 
and he authorized two releases totaling 50 million barrels of oil from the SPR. To be delivered between the end of December and through April. Thank you very much. So we can continue to, we can continue to rely on this thing. Now, well, I talked about the SPR before, Strategic Petroleum Release Reservoir. Reserve, I'm sorry. I've talked about this before. However, it is, should not be used to providing political relief. It's, it's not an easy button out. The issue is not about the SPR. The issue is that it's out of hand. It's about America's ability to produce and transport energy. That's what this is all about, ladies and gentlemen. But the Biden administration continues to go down this road of failure. Now, Biden also claims that families can rest easy this holiday season. Really. He says that stores will be well stocked, amply uh, supplied. And we would get out of this supply chain crisis. And he goes on to talk about uh, the concern from weeks ago that there, uh, that there's there's going to be ample food, or the concerns that there wasn't going to be ample food for Thanksgiving, and so many people talked about that, and understandably, yada yada yada. But families can rest easy. Grocery stores will be well stocked with turkeys and everything else you'll need for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this about your Thanksgiving meal. It's going to cost about 8% more. Or it did cost you 8% more. Nearly twice the increase in an average weekly earnings since a year ago. Now, early this month, the Wall Street Journal reported that turkeys were only at 39% in stock, far below the typical year with at least 93% in stock and even far below last year in the midst of the pandemic shutdowns with 70% in stock. But this guy goes on to say, all of your concerns a few weeks ago, there will be ample food, but you paid 8% more on that, ladies and gentlemen. With only 39% in stock of these turkeys. Now, I'm not a turkey guy, and it really doesn't matter to me. However, folks who like turkey, you saw an 8% increase. Now, the question we need to ask ourselves, are the government policies suppressing the food groups, not to, excuse me, the uh, supply and demand? So let's talk about the extensive bottleneck that we saw this year. Now, we've already talked about, you know, the deliveries of turkeys from farms and to your table. We talked about the COVID vaccine mandates, tightening environmental regulations on trucking industry, old diesel trucks increasing being banned from roads in California, worker shortages, so on and so forth. Among the drivers, warehouse workers, and retail staff. This is all caused by government policies. 
And then we also have to think about this to not the the overflow of government spending contributions to raise the issue of the demand issues, supply and demand issues. Now, government is basically supposed to supply while stimulating demands of the economy. They're supposed to do that. We can't do that if we are continuing to spend money the way we've been spending money and not holding this administration accountable. That's not right, ladies and gentlemen. Our oil prices will continue to increase. Our gas prices will continue to increase. Not only in our country, but on a global scale because of what's going on, because of the failed administration and what they are doing. Now, again, I I will tell you, he blamed quite a bit of people. He blamed some people for this. And he did it because, you know, there's nothing else for him to do but blame people. Now, a couple of weeks ago, he claimed or he called for the Federal Trade Commission to investigate whether oil and gas companies are participating in illegal conduct by keeping gasoline prices higher. Can you believe that? So to cover up his incompetency, he's calling on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate whether or not gas companies are participating in illegal practices. Because, well, you know, he's got to do that. He's got he's to blame somebody. He has to, he has to blame, he has to blame someone. It's a natural thing to do. That's what they do, don't they? But they won't talk about what contributes to the gas prices and and what solutions that could help this, how we can fix this. Now, high prices at the pump are driven by the market and the market forces are not a compelling reasons why the federal government should intervene in an energy market. But they should prompt policymakers to examine the government policies that artificially increase gasoline prices. And that is what we have seen. That is what we are seeing. Now to that end, Congress and administration should Implement policies that open access and domestic resources to reduce regulatory obstacles. And we haven't seen that because, you know, the Biden administration is busy blaming everybody else. However, this will prevent energy markets from working more. This is what that would do. It would it, it, it would prevent energy markets from working more efficiently. Woo, I got a tongue tie efficiently. So our question should be, you know, to the Biden administration when they talk about that it is everybody's fault except for their fault, that administration is what caused what causes the change 
in the gas prices. How did that happen, Biden? How did that happen? Well, crude oil contributes the largest component of the price of gasoline. As we all know that as of 2014, crude prices uh, made up about um, 60, 67% of the price of gas. And 14% of refining and taxes, 12%, yada, yada. Transportation was up 8%, accounting for the rest. And the federal excess tax on gasoline was 18.4% per gallon and 24.4% per gallon for diesel fuel. So states labeled their own taxes, ranging from as low as 12.4% in pure gallon in Alaska to more than 52% per gallon in California. And it is, this is because oil is a globally traded commodity. Now, different factors around the world affect the supply and demand for oil in turn and affecting the prices of America and what Americans pay for gas at the pump, the growing demands of oil and in other parts of the world, especially in rapid developing regions such as India and Can and China. Bad weather also contributes to this. The geopolitical risk that uh, disrupts supply, increasing prices. So, so there's a lot that goes into this. However, at the at the end of the day, it is up to the administration to manage this crisis, and they have not done that. You know, even the mere threat. The mere threat of of, of the events that I explain can drive prices up because they. Because a potential supply disruption can affect the oil futures futures market. And we know that that will happen. But the Federal Trade Commission, getting the Federal Trade Commission to do an investigation. Wow. Th- that just doesn't make any sense to me. The Federal Trade Commission. And, and the Federal Reserve and others are doing a thorough investigation allegation on, on private industries allegedly raising their prices. Now, if you know, I mean, you know, I read, I've read that, you know, that report and that the investigation allegations of speculating of malfeasance found no correlation between speculation in the price of any commodity. Yeah. So again, taxpayers are paying something for something, this in this investigation that the federal trade commission and the federal reserves launched on private industry that no, it's actually not private industry's fault. It is the, Biden's administration mismanagement of this problem. Now, there are also some other things that affect this, and that's the U.S. dollar. Now, that, that's the price that, that drivers pay at the pump. And since oil is a global economy and trades in, in U.S. dollars, when the dollar becomes weak, more dollars are needed to buy the same amount of oil. Now, when the Federal Reserve is easing their policies at the pump, 
it pumps more money into the economy over the past few years. All becomes more expensive for Americans. That is what we are seeing. And then we need to talk about the global spare of capacity. This also influences how quickly and significantly prices will change. And if we know anything about what the Energy Information Administration defines as spare capacity, it's the amount of oil that can be brought from overseas and bought from future markets within 30 days of a substantial 90-day shortage. And this all has to happen when oil prices and the markets are tight and have a low capacity. We talked about OPEC some weeks ago. You know, additionally, U.S. oil production can significantly increase the global sparrow capacity. I think that we need to break up OPEC. Not a lot of people do. And I've said it before, that OPEC is often labeled as a cartel because it is. But it doesn't necessarily act like one. And it hasn't been very effective in restricting oil supplies. Because OPEC is largely unable to restrict supply and control oil prices because, ladies and gentlemen, its members have a strong incentive to cheat and increase oil production above their quotas. Yeah. That is why I call it a cartel, and that's why I believe that it needs to be broken up. Now, some of the government policies that, that, that uh, Biden has not talked about, when we're talking about this excessive increase of oil and gas, how about lifting and drilling? How about lift? How about we lift the drilling bans and approve the Keystone Pipeline? How about we do that? You know, Congress should lift that ban and the exploration of the eastern Gulf, Gulf of Mexico. And we can also do this in the Atlantic and the Pacific Coast. And we should conduct more lease sales off the Alaskan coast. Because I will tell you, if, if you dig into that last part, the lease sales off the Alaskan coast, the Alaskan Arctic National Wildlife Refuge is another abundant source of oil with an estimate of 10.4 billion barrels of oil beneath the ground there. You know, and furthermore, old President Barack Obama had approved the permit of the Keystone Pipeline with the Department of State first concluding that the pipeline was environmentally safe. So the U.S. would have been begun importing up to 830,000 barrels of oil per day from Canada and the Gulf Coast for refineries as early as 2013, which would have made sure that prices would have been driven down. That didn't happen. That didn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. How about we repeal 
renewable fuel, fuel standards. And if you don't know this, it's, it's typically commonly known as an ethanol mandate. Any RFS mandates that refineries blend an increasing amount of ethanol into gasoline each year, reaching about at least like 36 to 37 billion gallons in 2022. That's what it's supposed to happen. However, the Congressional Budget Office recently published a report showing that the RFS will increase gas prices by 13% to 26%, which will drive that cost down to 26 cents per gallon. Off the cost, the dollar cost that we are seeing now. Now, I understand that I'm not saying that a gallon of gas is going to be 26 cents per gallon. I am not saying that. What I am saying off the cost right now, right now gas prices are $4 a gallon in some states. So the CBO recently published that report that, you know, we do the right thing. We can get this thing down to 26 per gallon, 26 cents per gallon. And as I said before, you know, there are a lot of things we need to do. And I said it before, we need to lift the ban on the Keystone Pipeline. We need to repeal refundable and renewable fuel standards. We need to lift the ban on crude oil exports. We need to prohibit greenhouse gas and tier three regulations. And we need to repeal the Jones Act. And at the end of the day, free market reforms will combat high gas prices. Because high gas prices hurt the consumers. Not only at the pump, but also by raising the cost of all goods and services that depend on transportation. I've said this before. Higher prices mean families will buy fewer goods and services, which will slow the economy's growth. And, ladies and gentlemen, will slow job creation. Congress needs to do this. But we can't do that when we have a runaway Congress, a runaway executive, a runaway Senate that does nothing for the American people. The problem that I see is laid out, and it is clearly, clearly a problem that can be addressed and fixed and should be fixed. And the Biden administration continues to do nothing Nothing while prices at the gas pumps continually rise and continually affect our economy. By driving prices up, our goods and services become harder and harder to get. I'm Walt Blackman. Hope you enjoyed that segment. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the economy and why Congress needs to really get involved and do their due diligence. All right, everybody. Have a good Wednesday. Listening to The Walt Blackman Show.
the show that brings you hardcore conservative straight talk. Welcome to the No PC Zone. 